But if we really put indigenous leadership on the forefront, I think that's how we end up solving our problems with climate change. The fifth national climate assessment came out this fall, and it's important because it lays out the impacts of climate change across the United States. And in it this year, a chapter specifically on the ways climate change is affecting indigenous communities and why indigenous leadership and self-determination are essential for addressing the climate crisis. One of the authors of that chapter is Mike Dockery, an assistant professor with the University of Minnesota Department of Forest Resources. He specializes in tribal and indigenous natural resource management. He's here today to tell us all about it. Mike, hey, welcome to ClimateCast. Thanks for having me. So what key messages did you and your co-authors really want to share through this Indigenous Peoples chapter? Yeah, we have three main messages that we want to get across to people. And the first one is that climate change is having real immediate impacts to our Indigenous and tribal communities. We lay that out, but we also don't dwell on that. We, we know that in order to confront climate change, we really need to focus on supporting indigenous self-determination or sovereignty, uh, as well as uh, lifting up indigenous leadership. And so as we see the climate changes that we're seeing now in Minnesota, what are the biggest considerations for indigenous peoples in Minnesota and the upper Midwest? So my tribe, the citizen Potawatomi Nation, for example, our traditional territories are the southern part of Lake Michigan. And we were removed to Kansas and Oklahoma in the 1830s and 60s. Now, you might think, okay, that was something in the past, but what does that look like? When we look at climate projections for summers here, for example, in the Great Lakes, it's going to start looking like Oklahoma. Well, our people are still here, and we had to figure out how to become resilient to these massive changes. Now, I'll also say, if we look back even further in time, as we have glaciers retreating across the landscape 10,000 years ago, uh, our people were right on those glacial margins. And as those lands sort of became, you know, not ice covered anymore, we were right there growing and living in relationship with this environment. So we have hundreds, if not thousands of years of adaptation to very large changes. I love how you talk about this indigenous knowledge that goes back uh, decades or even centuries or longer how do we use that? How do we use that knowledge to inform about the best ways to mitigate and adapt to climate changes? I think the first thing is to listen to our tribal leaders and, and tribal citizens. After we listen and we put the leadership in place, we'll start seeing things like all the amazing innovations Indigenous people are doing today to adapt to climate change. For example, Tribes in the Midwest here have got together and developed uh, what's called the Tribal Adaptation Menu. It's really a groundbreaking plan to understand what's happening with climate change and then develop solutions to move forward with, with addressing that. We can look up north here in Minnesota where um, indigenous fire is being put back on the landscape uh, in fire-dependent uh, ecosystems, which is a way to increase resilience of those forests. Uh, we see tribal energy projects. We highlight in the report that there are over 190 tribal energy projects right now. Many of them are renewable. Tribes are leading in the energy transition, but they're understaffed, under-resourced, and frankly, um, just don't have the access to the infrastructure that they need. But if we really put indigenous leadership 
on the forefront, I think that's how we end up solving our problems with climate change. Mike Dockery with the University of Minnesota Department of Forest Resources. Uh, thanks for your work on the National Climate Assessment and for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Miigwech. In 2021, the Onondaga Nation built a firehouse and community hall. It's the nation's first triple net zero energy management facility. That's energy, water, and waste. It's an example of how indigenous knowledge and people can lead climate adaptation efforts for all of us. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutner.